This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Our weekly fantasy sports podcast will be Tim Benz and Jeff Erickson here at Breakfast with Benz. Thank you for finding the podcast in our new Fans First platform. You can subscribe and get all of our podcasts via Apple, Spotify, whatever your distribution platform of choice is. And of course, you can always listen to us still at Breakfast with Benz. Good to hug up with Jeff again after a week off. I was in Canada, but back now to talk not only about baseball, of course, as MLB is back after the All-Star break, but we're getting ready for training camp as well, too. And Jeff and I will get into some training camp conversation in just a little bit. But first, Jeff, let's talk about the Pirates heading out your way to play the Angels. They'll get a good look at Shohei Otani, not only as a hitter, but as a pitcher as well. He's pitching the opener. Uh, Really looking forward to that back here. I'm sure you get to watch Shohei a lot more than we do, but I bet it never gets old either. Oh, I love it. I love the fact that I get to see every one of his games. Uh, it, it is tremendous. Um, obviously, the backdrop is, what, what you know, the Angels you know, scraping and clawing to try to get into the playoff race. They had a really good series against the Yankees, uh, a direct competitor for the wild card. So that was huge for them. So you got that backdrop. No Mike Trout for a while. A lot of, you know, infield injuries all season long for this team. Otherwise, they've, they've had some critical guys missing. Uh, but it's been a good week after a tough weekend against the Astros, another direct competitor for a wild card where they lost two out of three, uh, one of which was in heartbreaking fashion. So they, they desperately need this series. Do you think they'll trade him? And if so, what will be the fantasy ripple effects? I mean, it, it's the, the Jenga piece, right? Uh, if he, he gets dealt, that means, you know, it, it's like the biggest thing. I, 
maybe the biggest like mover of the needle ever in terms of like anticipation guy that can both pitch and hit for you. Uh, everybody needs a starter, let's face it, but everyone also needs an elite bat. Um, I, 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 it really kind of depends on what they do these next two weeks, if they're going to trade them or not. I, I, I look at them as a team, you know, a week ago, I would have said, yes, they're going to trade them, but they just had this great series against the Yankees. I think they're only like four games out of the wild card right now. And they've got the Pirates. Uh, they've got another series there. They should, they're expected to do well against uh, before the competition level picks back up again. They, they you know, if, if they're if they're at the at, like within a game or two of the wild card, I don't see them doing a white uh, Chicago White Sox esque white flag deal. I see them probably trying to play it out because if so much advertising tied into him, so much you know they they wanted you know even preserve the possibility of trying to sign him. If they trade him, obviously he's gone. He's probably gone anyhow. But um, I, I think they want to go out with a bang. They desperately want to make the playoffs. Also, Jeff, from a fantasy standpoint, there's the fallout in regards to whatever team he goes to. How do those players get disrupted and wind up with the Angels? Uh, we could see that kind of be, um, like I said before, a ripple effect from a fantasy perspective yeah. to anything that happens. Yeah, all these trades, it's not just uh, the player that gets dealt. It's the players that get sent into a bigger role. The, the players, that the prospects that get dealt and have, have an, a better opportunity with their new team. Uh, all that is true, and it, it's fascinating to me. You see this all the time, uh, that it, 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 you see a lot of uh, you know, secondary effects where it's a lot more important. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. You know, I, I want to see more trades. We've been, it's been really quiet so far. I know we want to will it into existence. You usually see a couple more trades by now. All we've seen really is the Aroldis Chapman deal to the Rangers, I haven't seen I, – I can't even recall another trade in season so far this year. Jeff, since we're talking about the American League, we just brought up the Yankees. They've lost four in a row. Tampa Bay, they've lost four in a row. Uh, something like three in their last 14, three of their last 10 they've won. Um, it hasn't been easy times for the Rays after they were so electric to start the year. In fact, they're tied with the Orioles at the time that we are recording as far as fantasy owners go for players on those two teams and the teams at large – a uh, storyline there to track too in the dominant AL East. Absolutely. Uh, right now you can do a waterfall from first place in the AL East to last place in the AL Central. And you'll have a perfect order of like, you know, of uh, not just, uh, not, not just the win loss record, but also even you have uh, the uh, run differential as well. Yeah. It, it's really wild to see. Yeah, I was noticing that too. The run differential, what are the Twins? They lead the division at 50 and 47. Their run differential is plus 41. And uh, if you're going to look at that stat, that puts them, you're talking about the Central and, and the, the flow, so to speak, that would only put them like fourth in the AL East right now. Yeah, that's right. They actually were, they were actually at one point run differential behind everybody in the AL East too. They've stepped it up a little bit of lately. And I think the Twins... I mean, they're they're in pretty strong uh, pretty strong position in their division. The Guardians just lost Shane Beaver for probably at least a month, maybe the season. We'll see about that. Uh, it might dissuade the Guardians for making a go for it trade. I, I think that would be the biggest impact of that of that injury too. Is just you know it prevents them maybe for trading for another bat, puts the uh, Twins in stronger shape. But the Twins can't stay healthy in their own right. They have a ton of injuries. Just a mess of a division right now. Last thing I'll bring up about baseball. Well, two points, actually, Jeff. The first of which is 
owners of Rangers and Cardinals players have to be pretty happy right now, especially with the Rangers winning six in a row and the Cardinals now, unfortunately, in front of the Pirates out of last place by a game at the time of our taping up right now, but some surging players there, right? Absolutely. In fact, I just finished a podcast uh, called Reinventing the Cardinal Way. Uh, <laughs> do they need to do that uh, or not? Uh, they might even be favored next year to win the division because uh, you look at that roster, you're like, it's a pretty strong roster. I don't see why they're so bad, but I mean, the pitching is still a problem. Uh, Jordan Montgomery is going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Uh, Jack Flaherty might be too. Uh, they have to figure out what to do with, like, do they try to trade Goldschmidt now a year and a half before he becomes a free agent? Uh, they, they, they have the sick realization that the Wilson Contreras contract is already a bad contract. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see about that too. See if uh, what, they're, what they're going to do about all that. Uh, they, they would. They and the White Sox could have the most inventory to trade at the deadline if they choose to go that route. And then, lastly, from a Pirates perspective, David Bednar. Fantasy owners for him have to be pulling their hair out. It's not like he's doing anything to have an off year statistically. He's just not able to be used. They can't get to him. Yep. I think he could be a huge piece for fantasy owners after trade deadline if he goes to a good team. Now, then again, maybe he just goes as an eighth inning guy and you don't get the saves. Who knows? Yeah, but and here's the thing. that The Pirates do have a lot of leverage to trade him, but they also don't need to trade him. You know, he, he, he'll be around for a while. Yeah. He's cheap. He, he's excellent. So, they, you know, if there's a, sh- a shortage of really good relievers getting dealt and the, the Pirates can extract a mint, they should, but they don't have to either. So I almost think it's like a 50-50 call whether he gets dealt, whereas everybody – I think there's a lot of talk at the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah, he's the one guy to get dealt because closer on a bad team, right? Uh, and it turns out the Pirates season has turned south the last two months, uh, unfortunately, after that great start. But he, they, they owe it to themselves to look and hear offers, but they don't have to make a deal. So we'll see about that. I think it's a 50-50 call. Football-wise, Jeff, it's coming up on training camp. And the Steelers are heading out to Latrobe. Everybody's starting to gear up their interest, not only from a on-field perspective, but a fantasy perspective as well. And the hottest topic of conversation this week were running backs upset about not getting any money. What yep. is the correlation in the fantasy world? Do you see the same sort of thing happening where fantasy owners and drafts shift more towards wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks than running backs? Yeah, we have seen it, although some drafts are, are different. I, you know, there is a industry draft that we broadcasted on our show on Monday night, a 14 team league. And I think that's, that's a big factor uh, where we saw 17 of the top 24 or 28 players drafted be running backs. I think in a 14 team league, everybody's kind of afraid of getting left holding the bag. I've seen other drafts where you see three running backs in the first round uh, and maybe eight or nine in the first two rounds. So, that is the more likely trend, especially in a PPR league, especially where you start three running backs and a flex. I mean, three receivers and a flex. Uh, I think that is uh, there is a, a trend, but it's a push and pull, Tim. I think five years ago, zero running back was a popular draft strategy because the guy won a big contest running it there, or I didn't draft a running back to like the sixth or seventh round, and then drafted a ton of them. Uh, and then, you know, just loaded up the receivers. And so one year we had nine receivers. It's a monkey see, monkey do uh, sort of hobby. And we see people doing it and doing it well. Okay, that's trendy this year. Well, 
two years ago, it was full circle, and we saw like nine running backs in the first round. This year, it, it's it's kind of gone back the other way. So it's kind of this pendulum that swings back and forth. Uh, I, I don't know if there's a sustainable trend. I do think the NFL does tend to uh, undervalue running backs or at least place a lower value on running backs. And I, I understand why uh, because of the short shelf life a lot of these players have. Uh, the Todd Gurley contract, Lev Bell, uh, Lev Bell hold up with the Todd Gurley contract after that, I think kind of persuaded a lot of teams to not invest in the running backs with that third contract. Jeff Erickson with us. It's our weekly fantasy sports podcast. We haven't spoken since Hopkins signed with Tennessee. What do you make of that? Uh, good for Tennessee. Not great for Hopkins. I would have liked to seen him on a better passing offense, a better quarterback. Uh, he will be a bell cow there. He, he will get a lot of targets from a veteran. I think it'll slow down uh, Tennessee's role about uh, trying to go to Will Levis at some point. I think this ensures that Tannehill's a starter longer, health permitting. Um, I put a fifth round grade on Hopkins in most leagues uh, in part because I don't, I kind of distrust the volume. And I also wonder if he's kind of at that, that point in his career where decline and injuries kick in a little bit more. I remember I can't get Andre Johnson out of my head 30. Yeah. All pro, all pro, all pro by 31. He had really, he had to hit a cliff really quickly. Uh, You see that with receivers. He's not the only one, but he's the one that comes to mind a lot. Uh, So, I'm probably not going to have a lot of D-hop this year. Last point, Denzel Mims, that trade that popped up yesterday. Goes from the Jets to the Lions, the Steelers, and Patriots were allegedly in the mix. Uh, you have any value to you at all going to Jared Goff and the Lions? And uh, what does it say that the Steelers were maybe a little bit interested in him? Well, it's interesting. Maybe it says that they don't fully trust Allen Robinson uh, as their number three. Um so we'll see uh, what happens in training camp Steelers camp. But, uh, you know, for the Lions, Jamison Williams is going to be suspended for six games. So kind of a natural opening for them. They have Marvin Jones now signed him signed him back. Uh, they, they have some other options, but right now it's Amon Ross, St. Brown, and a whole lot of question marks after that. There. So it gives them another option. I will say, you know, if, if we were talking about this deal three weeks from now, we'd barely mention it, though, because there's – Plenty of other news at that point. Kind of a slow news day. So we had wall-to-wall Denzel Mims coverage for about an hour on the show yesterday. (laughs) Jeff, thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Enjoy the golf game today. Enjoy the the denouement of your soccer coaching career. Uh, Walk away with a championship for us if you can, and we'll catch up again from Latrobe, all right? Sounds awesome. Thanks, Tim. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.